Welcome to Naja Reviews. This is Brian, your host. Today we're going to look at a movie called Beneath. It's the one that's uh, got a boat in the picture if you're going to look this up. And the reason is, while I was looking through movies to watch, I stopped on this because I saw it a long time ago, like before COVID. Just one morning I was scrolling through and bam, there was a horror movie. But as I was flipping through, I recognized this one, obviously. And then I went down to the people that were involved in it and we have... Larry, last name I'm not going to be able to pronounce properly. Fezenden, don't know if that's how you say his name, but we'll just say Larry from now on. Anyways, this is his film, and I realized that Windigo was also his film. I want to stop talking about that movie so much, but things just keep coming up that make sense to bring it up. So, Windigo sucked nuts, but he was also in and a producer on Stakeland. He's also the bartender in the first one. He's the drunk guy in the second one. Well, he drinks at the end before they get raided. And he's definitely between Windigo and this movie because he didn't direct Stakeland. He just produced it. Plus, Stakeland's after this movie. You can tell that he still wants to have those artistic shots in a movie, but he implemented them much better in this movie than Wendigo. I don't know if Wendigo was his first movie, but it feels like it could have been. He did a much better job on this one. Don't get me wrong, it's a low-budget movie. It's not as good as Stakeland. It's depressing like Stakeland, but it's not as good as Stakeland. So I just said, fuck it. I wanted to watch it again anyways. Might as well do an episode on it. We have a cast member from Stakeland in this one. Bonnie Denson plays Kitty in this movie. and She was Peggy in the Stakeland movies. Uh, she was better in Stakeland, not by actor, by character. The guy that's probably the most recognizable in this movie is Daniel Zavato. He plays Johnny. He's in It Follows. And there's a, I didn't much care for It Follows, but most people do. A sexually transmitted demon's kind of a fun idea. I just don't like how newer horror movies look, usually. And that one had that weird one where the director wanted it to be able to be placed nowhere in time. So they used, like, old black and white TVs. But one of the characters in that movie has a... It looks like a birth control pill container that opens up and it's like a phone. It's really weird and stupid. Plus, a bunch of the appliances are really, like, all over the place when it comes to, like, the age they were made. And I'm like... The creepy STD ghost was good enough. You didn't need to make all this shit in there that's just like, well, that's fucking stupid. Who now would watch black and white TV? That fucking black and white TV cost more than a flat screen TV, and it was like a quarter of the size of my TV. Stupid thing to be annoyed with, but it's there the whole time. It's visually annoying. Anyways, he has a nice Freudian moment in that movie. I didn't see Don't Breathe, but he's the bitch boy in Don't Breathe, I believe. The one that's trying to impress the girl which is pretty much his character in this movie too, but a little bit different. And then I'm not going to be able to say this guy's last name. Mark Margulie? Margulie? He's an older guy. He's an Ace Ventura pet detective, Scarface, The Wrestler, all three movies people should watch. Hannibal, the movie, not the TV show, also something people should watch. I. It says that he's in Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, which is fun if you liked Creepshow 1 and 2. Or just one, really. Uh, you'll like uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Most of the people that worked on Tales from the Dark Side pretty much said it's the unofficial third Creepshow movie. Because the third Creepshow movie is a giant pile of steaming shit. Anyways, I don't remember him from it. And it says he's in the cat section. He must be one of the, the relatives of 
the main guy that pushes that story ahead. I don't know anybody else in this movie from anything else, and there's only like four more people in the movie. It's one of those kind of movies. I'm pretty sure I've said I like that sort of thing. Now, this movie is about a group of kids that just got off of school, like they're gonna go to college, and they're having a party, and they go on this lake, and the only rule of the lake that they don't get told is don't go in the water. So they go in the water, and things happen. You can guess what happened. Now, this movie is low budget. The acting is a little stilted at sometimes. There's really terrible acting moments in this movie. At one point, one of the characters is like, we need the paddle! But it's like, so out of context, and said poorly, that it's... There's a couple of moments like that. Matt is a name of a character in this movie that some of his lines are like, are you even trying to act, bro? Because it doesn't sound like you're trying to act, bro. And if you're bored of like a one location, people arguing kind of movie, you're not going to like this one because they're literally stuck on a boat in the middle of the water for an hour and a half. (laughs) Sounds boring, but it's not really. The tagline to this movie was, they're only friends on the surface. And I'm going to have to say that's about the most spot-on tagline on the cover of a movie I've ever seen. I think I just liked it because of the the creature, mostly. Johnny, or Daniel, who's playing Johnny, did a great job. He was my favorite character by far in this movie. Matt comes in second. But it's a, it's a big fish. It's a big, giant, practical fish. I'll explain more of what the size and kind of fish it is later in the overview. But it's a lake monster movie. There's a couple of nods to different lake horror movies in it. Like, one of the characters' last name is Voorhees get it and then the lake itself is called black lake which is the name of the lake in lake placid i don't know if they're actually connected but i wouldn't be surprised if that's not why those things were named that if you like a low budget movie where you see characters i'll i'll be honest not acted the best but characters descending into like mistrust and madness to a certain extent nothing like a total psychological thriller or anything or psychological horror But some decisions have to be made, and you would hope that people would make them rationally and not impulsively, but we're dealing with a bunch of, what, 19, 20-year-olds? So that's not probably going to happen too very often. So, didn't have much to say in the beginning, because I like this movie, so I probably won't have much to say while we're talking about it, but we're going to go into spoilers right now. So we open up with footage of a lake, the lake, and there's like underwater footage, and it's, I get it, trying to set the mood of what we're doing here. It's a very pretty lake, by the way. I would love to go on a boat on this lake and go swimming in it, minus the giant fish. And then a, a woman shows up swimming in the lake, and it's Kitty, but then... Kitty comes closer to the camera, and then you see a big giant fin coming up from behind her, and oh my god, it was a dream. Johnny's dream. And Johnny's a weirdo. He's got a bunch of cool shit in his room, like an eyeball, not a real eyeball, but like an eyeball attached to like a wolf and like creepy sculptures and stuff, my kind of place actually. And he's packing for the trip they're about to go on. There's some signs on posted boards and stuff in his room talking about how the black lake has it's a hoax it's not real not the lake the creature in the lake there's a picture of the fin johnny's family and it seems like this other guy own the lake he packs a a hatchet that comes into play later it'll literally get brought up like twice later and then we won't talk about it again but there's a big group in the car and i'll just tell you the people's names right now We got Johnny, because we already talked about Johnny. We got Kitty. We already saw Kitty. Then we got Kitty's boyfriend, Matt, who's a jock. And then we got Matt's brother, Simon, who's always in Matt's shadow. And he's got a chip on his shoulder. And you look at him once and you're like, you skeeved me out. Then we got Deb Voorhees. She's 
just there, basically. And one of the most annoying characters ever created, Zeke. He's that nerdy friend. He's the tech friend of the group that always has a camera rolling. So part of this movie is found footage from his camera. And the majority of it is a regular movie. It actually kind of fits in this movie because if you have an obnoxious friend with a GoPro that likes to videotape everything, it's that's what he's doing and it's not the whole movie. If we saw the whole movie through the viewfinder of his camera, we would not be talking about this right now because I would have shut it off 10 minutes in. Because you can't deal with terrible camera work and bad acting at the same time. It doesn't work that way. It only worked for the Blair Witch because everybody thought it was real because nobody knows what movies are. That's beside the point. That's the group of friends. Don't think I missed anybody. So they're going to the lake. They're unpacking the lake, getting the boat to the lake. At this lake, they don't have any signal on their phones because you have to because it's a horror movie. But at least they give a reason why they couldn't call. They're talking about Twitter, but they have, like, slide phones, and it's like, I didn't even know you could post on Twitter with slide phones, because I didn't even use Twitter until last year. Anyways, Johnny tries to give a gift to a necklace to Kitty. He's like, it'll keep you safe. So, obviously, Johnny isn't 100% sure that that big fish is a hoax, and it's like a tooth. It's probably a tooth from the creature. Mr. Parks kind of jump scares into the situation and is really super ominous with his warnings about, you probably shouldn't go on the water, dude. You know what's in there. You know what's going on. You have a responsibility. And then Johnny is like, no, I'll take care of it. Mr. Parks like, I'm going to have to check on you later. Because he doesn't, he doesn't trust the kids, but he does trust Johnny. Because he knows that Johnny knows what he needs to know. The problem is Johnny didn't communicate that very well to his friends, or we wouldn't have a movie. Now they're on the water. And... Johnny's staring at the water, being all nervous about every kind of movement ever. Kitty, Deb, and Matt want to jump into the water. Johnny really doesn't want them to and is trying to make up excuses when he could literally just say, Hey, there's fish in here that bite. You might not want to go in the water. Maybe that would be enough to get him to not jump in the water. I've been bit on the nipple by bluegill. Let me tell you, that's worth not going into the water for because that shit hurts. And bluegills don't have teeth. Coincidentally, there's a bluegill in this movie, but we're not going to bring it up later. But they jump in anyways, because Johnny's nervous instead of explaining. And it's a lot of time of them swimming and people being assholes on the boat, the three left on the boat. Johnny puts on the necklace. The boat starts rocking, and it's kind of creepy. But it's just Matt being an asshole, because of course. He swims back off to the group, and the boat starts rocking again definitely not matt this time this is a huge fucking fish by the way it goes underneath the boat like crossways and johnny sees it It, it's it's a pretty creepy good shot like it looks like there's a giant fish under that boat i've seen big fish under boats before just barely at the surface yeah it's that would be fucking terrifying to see a fish that big at this point the rest of the boat is like, y'all should come back in now. The three feel something at their feet, and then they haul ass back to the boat. They're all in the boat. Now they're using the oars to, like, stab at the water to try to hit the fish. But the fish is like, how about you don't do that? Grabs the oar out of Simon's hands. Simon is really good about losing oars in this movie. He's, like, literally the best at it. He's better in only one other aspect of his entire personality. But number two is... Losing shit to row with because he's a fucking asshole and doesn't listen. So the oar's floating, and and instead of using the other oar to pull the oar all the way to the boat so you could pick it up as quickly as possible so you would have two oars, Deb reaches for it, and then the fish comes up and snaps at her arm. And then we see the fish alongside the boat. It's almost as big as this boat. It's a big fucking fish. And its mouth is... 
This thing is like a Goliath tigerfish mixed with a largemouth bass, but only a little bit bigger than a Goliath tigerfish. But its mouth and all of its teeth are huge like a largemouth bass. If you were going to mix two fish together and put it in a lake or a pond for a horror movie, good fucking job. And this fish is a practical effect about 99, maybe 95% of this movie. So they have a big giant practical fish underwater. It's moving around, opening its mouth. It doesn't always serpentine when it swims off, but most of the time. They get away with some of it with CGI. It doesn't look terrible. Is this fish the reason I like this movie as much as I do? Yes. Yes, it is. Because they put a lot of time and energy into this giant fucking fish puppet, and it's not like they're shy at showing it. It's like the opposite effect of Jaws. Jaws was so good because you hardly ever saw the shark because it looked like shit. This movie's fun to watch because they show the damn fish all the time. And it's not always the whole fish. Sometimes it's just the fin. Sometimes it's just a ripple in the water, but sometimes I'm easy to please and a good practical effect that lasts the entire damn movie, plus the practical gore that gets put on people, like Deb's arm that just got bit, even though you're not supposed to know that yet. It barely nicked her arm, but it hit an artery, so that's not good. But at this point, the fish is like, I've had enough of you having two oars, and bites one in half. Then Deb bleeds out. I mean, they tourniquet her arm and everything, but she bleeds out. They're trying to paddle in. This is when you get to see that that fish is about as long as the boat comes up to the side and it is fucking creepy. Simon's a jackass and tries to stab the fish again and this time it bites the the paddle part of the oar off but then he he stabs it in the back with the handle of the oar but that pisses it off and it busts a hole into the side of the boat so now they're leaking water because Simon's a fucking idiot. He's an idiot the whole time. Now that they're stuck and gathering water and freaking out they question Johnny and Johnny literally could try to defend himself at all, but he doesn't. The only things he really says is, I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't want this to happen. When he could have thought of an excuse to not get in the water. He never thought of an excuse to not get in the water. I'm not saying tell the truth, but fucking lie. Shit. This is when the group starts to break down a little bit. Because Zeke is like, hey, why don't we use Deb as a distraction since she's already dead so they can paddle away. So then they have a vote. There's quite a few votes in this movie. Every time there's a vote, it gets worse and worse. As you could tell. But they finally vote to drop her in. But the fish doesn't take too long to eat Deb. Literally, I feel like this fish could have eaten Deb in three bites. One bite to cut her in half and two bites to eat the rest. Paddling with the cooler lid, but the fish takes it because the fish is an asshole. But it's because Simon sucks shit. Literally. Stop putting things in the water you need unless you can see the fucking fish. So now they're desperate because they have no paddling devices at all now. They rip the lid off the cooler. They use the cooler to bail out water later. But now there's a new vote. We need a distraction. And they they make their cases. Matt's like, I'm strong, so I can help paddle. Simon's like, I'm strong, so I can help paddle. Which is true, but kind of a cop-out. Zeke is super fucking selfish. He's like, all y'all suck, but you're not going to be anything. I'm going to be an important movie maker. And it's like, yeah, I said stupid shit when I came out of high school, too but I probably wouldn't have thrown my friends to death over a dumb movie. He's been talking about movies the whole time. I don't bring it up. They bring up how they think it's a shark, and then they're like, sharks don't live in lakes. And then he brings up a stupid movie like Shark Night 3D, which I've seen a Shark Night movie, and the only reason that they lived in the lake was because it was a saltwater lake. But you get a bull shark. They can live in a lake for a pretty long time, actually. Hell, a great white could live in one for like two weeks. I don't know how much killing it would be doing. Well, it's dying, but it can live in there. At least it lived upstream for two weeks. I think it was two weeks. Some story about sharks. That's not this movie. And then Kitty's is uh, just about as selfish. 
And Johnny doesn't even make a case for himself because he's fucked. He knows he's fucked. So everybody just votes except Matt. Matt seems to always give a reason why he votes his vote. And his reason, whether you want to believe him or not, is because it's up between Zeke and Johnny. And Zeke is a little scrawny bitch boy. They basically tell him he's that. And he basically agrees with it. But Zeke gets worse later. So Johnny's pissed. He jumps in. Fish starts following him. So they're paddling and paddling. But now they need a new distraction. I'm skipping over some because it's like those scenes like in Wendigo. Only way better because they're not as long and stupid. Of like nothing happening. But it's not boring to watch. It would just be boring for me to tell you. So I'm giving you like the main events really. So now they need a new distraction. So the next person they want to throw off is Zeke. And Zeke is being a sexist piece of shit asshole. And the other thing is... He wanted the vote the first time and second time. Well, the first time. But then he keeps backtracking. He's I hate when people do that. I thought of the idea first. It works. As long as I'm not the one that gets thrown over. But now if I'm the only one that's going to get thrown over, I have to throw off that we're going to do this. Like, probably shouldn't have thought of that first, dumbass. Anyway, but Zeke starts begging and reveals some information about Kitty and Simon. I don't think I need to tell you any more than that. Because everybody in this boat's a piece of shit. Except for Johnny and maybe Matt. Deb was probably okay too. Did I remember to tell you guys that literally everybody on this boat either wants to bang Kitty or has banged Kitty, including Deb? She's in the has banged category and wants to again. Johnny's always wanted to bang her. Zeke's the only one that doesn't want to bang her, but Zeke will look at anything naked. Trust me, I get it, guy, but you need to calm it down if you ever want to see anything. This pretty much confirms what we saw earlier that I didn't tell you guys about, because it's just subtle shit that you kind of have to watch the movie to pick up on. Simon and Kitty definitely banged at one point, at least once. But that pisses off Matt and Zeke, and they throw, or Matt and Simon, and they throw Zeke in. And this is a found footage attack. So it kind of looks a little more real, because the the GoPro kind of hides the the fact that we're watching a puppet kill a guy and he gets munched except for his arm with the camera floats off. I can't imagine if that would come important later. But then we see Johnny washes up on shore. Matt's about to snap. He's getting loony at this point. Simon's like, I'm gonna use the cooler to paddle. Matt's like, that's fucking stupid. And Simon's like, I really want to feed it to the fish. And guess what happens? It got fed to the fish. Fucking hate Simon so much. Now that Zeke's dead, we got our new person I hate. Simon. At this point, the fish is kind of chewing up the boat, busting bigger hole in it, and they find a hatchet in Johnny's bag. And she asks it a question. The problem is she should have asked its eyeballs a question instead of its face, because then maybe you could get away from the fish if it can't see. It's a fucking sight predator. They mix two sight predators together. Take out its eyes when you have a chance. Johnny gets the old guy's boat, and he wants to tow him in, because he doesn't trust them because they voted him off, which I understand. I get where he's coming from. If I was in that situation, I probably would have let him jump on the boat, just because. But I can understand where they're coming from. Where he's coming from. Actually, both of them at this point. He doesn't want him to get on the boat because he doesn't trust him anymore because they voted him off. Matt's the only one that was like, But he had the necklace on, so who gives a shit? Simon wants to take over the boat because he's a fucking asshole. He'd probably take the motor and throw it in the fish's mouth too because it's their only form of transportation because he's good at doing that. They tie the boats together and the fish knocks Johnny's boat, which knocks Johnny over, which he whacks his head and it starts to spin the boat and it wraps around his neck. The rope wraps around his neck and Kitty could take the hatchet in her hand and chop that rope and free both of the boats and save Johnny's life. Then Johnny might be like, hey, I guess you're getting in the boat and we're going to shore. But no, they literally let Johnny die for no fucking reason. All she had to do was cut the rope. Johnny unsuffocates. 
They get back to shore. But no, they let Johnny die. And they try to get the boat. And the boat flips over because of the weight distribution. Because Johnny's lifeless dead body is on the back where the motor is. And they pull and it flips. And then they kill the motor. And now they have a capsized boat and a leaking boat. And Simon gets pissed. And every time Simon yells, I'm like, the reason that you're in this situation is because you're stupid. If you would just go take a nap for the rest of this movie, nobody else would have died. Because they would have had at least one fucking oar. They would have had two if they weren't stupid. But Simon literally has lost everything they tried to paddle with. The whole fucking movie. But the fish doesn't eat Johnny. It's because of the necklace. I already said it earlier, but we all knew the necklace was going to be important. But Simon freaks out and starts uh, chopping up the bench in the boat to make... make Making paddles. Fucker should have done that from the very beginning. Once they found the hatchet. Matt questions Kitty and Simon. This is when we get the fact that, hey, they cheated. And Kitty does this thing that people like to do, especially in tense situations. She's playing off both the guys. If she would just be herself, whether herself is a piece of shit or not, because she, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, whoever's winning, she's rooting for, which is a too, totally stupid thing to do, because that lets both people that you're rooting for know that you are the one that needs to leave because you're conniving. So don't do that in real situations too. It makes you look like a jackass. New vote. Simon sucks. I don't know why I wrote that in my notes. Can't remember why I said that, but he does. Oh yeah, Simon's being creepy and gross and like taunting because yeah, everybody on that boat's had sex with the girl on that boat and that girl's had sex with all of them on that boat. So they're all playing each other terribly. The brothers get into a fight, but a bro bond wins over a girl. So they throw Kitty in. Kitty just goes under the boat. Like, she doesn't get pulled under. She purposely goes under the boat. But Simon's full psycho now. Tries to kill Matt with the axe, but they get into a scuffle, and the axe hits Simon in the head, because Matt's a better fucking fighter than Simon is, apparently. Simon's all disorientated in the water. Matt's a good guy, so he tries to save him. But Simon's a piece of shit. Final vote. Simon kicks Matt into the fish's mouth, and... This is our one time we get to see the fish fully eat somebody, and it looks bad. I would have rather taken the Jaws at the end of the movie where he jumps on the boat effect than this weird CGI. Because they put ripples on the fish, and this kind of fish doesn't have ripples. It's not like a catfish. It's got scales. It's not going to ripple. And they made it a lean-ass fish. It wasn't a big fat fish. So it just looks funny. And it's sad, because Matt's punching it the whole way down. Then we see that Kitty got on top of the capsized boat. She gets the necklace off of Johnny then Johnny gets eaten and it's like dark now and Kitty and Simon end up at the shore together and she's still trying to play him like oh I always wanted you and then he's like yeah but you're a lying piece of shit which don't feel sympathy he's a piece of shit too and they get into a fight and it turns out that Simon is the victor pretty sure he just drowns her in the water she puts up a pretty good fight but he wins mr parks from the beginning shows up with uh, zeke's camera and he knows that simon's a psychopath while simon tries to lie about what happened even though there's a dead drowned lady right next to him so mr parks uh shoots him back into the water shoots his leg i think he shoots him in the arm and then the rest of the movie, which is a short little bit, is on Zeke's GoPro because you had to have that. And then Zeke comes back up out of the water and he's got big like tear marks on his chest and stuff. And then he gets eaten again. And that's our movie. I like this one. Didn't bore me. Even after the third time I watched it, 
to take the notes. It didn't bore me at all. I like the movie. I hate everybody except for like three people in it, if you don't count the old man. But they all get their comeuppance for being pieces of shit. And they really weren't friends, just like the tagline said. I have no idea what I will be doing for next week. Check out Twitter. I usually post it on Tuesday what I'm doing. Other than that, I hope you all have a great week. This has been Brian from Naja Reviews. Bye.